So when we started talking about UDL and really thought about the way that we were planning and the activities that we were doing and the way that we were engaging our students, you know, we started to restructure the learning in our classroom and we saw such a huge change almost immediately in the engagement in our classroom. We also have coaching opportunities where teachers can have Jesse and Aaron pop into their classrooms, work with them to see how they could help remove those barriers for our students. So it's really been um, a great learning experience for all of us. Hello, Montgomery County, and welcome to the OPL podcast with MCIU. My name is Brandon Langer, and I'm the Program Administrator for Instructional Technology and the Office of Organizational and Professional Learning. And today we are continuing a series of conversations about UDL, Universal Design for Learning, and we're continuing another conversation that we did with a team from Inglewood. And we're very excited to be joined by two members of the Office of Organizational and Professional Learning. Aaron and Jesse are here from the UDL team to help facilitate this conversation. They've been leading this work with Inglewood. And we're also joined by a number of teachers and members of the Inglewood community. So thank you everybody for joining. Rather than go through the whole rigmarole of introducing everybody, we'll kind of get to know everyone throughout the conversation. But my first question is, we're kind of coming back to this work. We've, we've spoken with this team before, but for anyone that maybe didn't hear that conversation, Inglewood team, is there anything you can talk a little bit about your, your learning journey over the past couple of years around UDL and what you've been doing with that journey? Brandon, I can speak to that. My name is Tanya Swavely. I was the former principal at Inglewood Elementary School. Um, so for the past year, we had two training cycles last year with a core team of special education teachers along with regular education teachers with the IU. So we had a lot of training with them where we really focused on a, a school-wide goal, which we chose uh, student engagement last year. Um, so we were able to get a core team trained. Um, last year, um, we utilized a fifth grade classroom sort of as our playground for all of the techniques and all of the mindset shifts that we were learning throughout our professional development. And we tried new things out with those students and got feedback from them as well. So it was really a great experience. Um, we then received a UDL grant from Patton, which enabled us to have Aaron and Jesse with our Inglewood team um, throughout the summer and this school year where we really were able to have all Inglewood staff um, go through this journey of learning more about UDL together. So this year we get to meet with them once a month, but we also have coaching opportunities opportunities where teachers can have Jesse and Aaron pop into their classrooms, work with them to see how they could help remove those barriers for our students. So it's really been um, a great learning experience for all of us. Thanks, Tanya. Um, this is Aaron Barry, uh, one of the project consultants in the Office of Professional Learning. Um, just to kind of continue this conversation along when we work with educators, administrators, um, coaches around UDL, we really work to make it an experience rather than what you might um, think of with regards to your typical professional development. Um, if you had to tell someone about your learning this year, how would you describe it and what did it feel like? Yeah, so my name's Nicole Koenig. I'm a third grade general education teacher at Inglewood Elementary School. Um, I would say it was a process. I say a process because the training was done so that it flowed with what was happening around us while also learning how to work UDL into our day. Um, I had heard of UDL prior to this learning back when I was in college, um, but never really did much with it. It was kind of, you know, touched upon in college and never really talked about again. So it was interesting to see it come full circle and see it come back to the classroom. Um, this year gave me more insight on what universal design for learning is as a whole. Um, we were immersed in UDL learning. It wasn't just time, it wasn't just a time to be told things. 
We were actively engaged in different activities and simulations that allowed us to see and feel UDL in action. Um, and the collaborating with other teachers and staff to of all different grades gave us a chance to see how others were incorporating it into our classrooms and share what we were doing in our classroom as well. Um, I'm Susan Scherfel. I'm a special education teacher and I work with Nicole in third grade um, this year. Um, I've been working with UDL for a bit longer. Um, I was kind of an, an initial team when I taught at the high school and then came to Inglewood and started working with Tanya a lot. Um, and I would say like this year with the PD that we've experienced, it's really focused on UDL as a mindset shift. Um, shifting the way that we think about students and the learning in the classroom. It's really pushing us to think about our instruction, um, the approach that we have to planning, and really removing barriers for those students. Um, so I, I really think that we've been immersed in it. It's really, um, you know, as a building, we've been able to learn more about it, and, and we're starting to see a lot of shifting in the way that things are done um, instructionally prior to the instruction happening in the classroom. Awesome. Uh, my name is Jesse Gluckman, also a project consultant. Um, so I just wanted to, Susan, tease out a little bit about what you were just talking about, about when we talk about UDL, one of the common barriers is people are like, just tell me what to do. Like it's, it's a thing. Um, but we talk about UDL not being a thing. So can you describe, or like anyone on the team, can you describe when you felt um, this shift happen for you? Um, and then what, like, what was it like after that became clear? Um, it, it, that'd be helpful insight. Sure. Um, so like I mentioned, I've been kind of working with UDL for a couple of years through trainings at the IU. Um, and when I really started getting more involved in the learning, my co-teacher and I at the high school, um, started talking about the way that we were approaching things, um, especially looking at our planning. And it was a very like typical high school classroom, like read the book, answer questions, read the book, answer questions. And we were tired of it. We knew if we were tired of it, the kids had to be tired of it. Um, so when we started talking about UDL and, and really thought about the way that we were planning and the activities that we were doing and the way that we were engaging our students, it really clicked for me at that point. Um, you know, we started to restructure the learning in our classroom and we saw such a huge change almost immediately in the engagement in our classroom. We were teaching senior English the spring semester. <laughs> and, you know, that is like, if you can get kids engaged in that classroom, <laughs> um, you know, and, and by thinking about things through this UDL mindset, um, you know, students started to take ownership of their learning, um, we were able to give them more choice and really um, have a say in the assignments that, that we were giving them. Um, we started asking them for more feedback. Um, and that feedback really helped us to understand what was working for the kids and what wasn't. Um, we really listened to what they were saying and we were able to plan um, to more effectively meet their needs. And what we found is that you know, looking at planning through a UDL lens, we started to save time because we were looking at how we could get rid of those barriers for kids. We put the learning, the work really became their work. And we became more of like facilitators in the classroom. And so our time in the classroom, instead of standing in front of them and teaching or, um, you know, reading a book and then having them answer questions, we were spending time working with them um, to help them 
along the way rather than having to go back and reteach or redirect, um, you know, or chase them down to find assignments because they didn't want to do the work to begin with. Um, so it really, really helped us to save time. It wasn't one more thing. It became the way that we taught. Um, and, and the amount of time that we saved as teachers and the amount of engagement that we saw with students was just astounding. So glad we got that on tape. (laughs) (laughs) And I think for like for third grade in terms of this year, we have a classroom full of, you know, varying different personalities, varying levels of, you know, growth that was needed and things like that. So we realized that more often than not, we're already providing a sense of UDL in the classroom. It's about maximizing the opportunities for students and giving them the opportunity to be successful. Um, Over the course of this year, UDL became second nature. I know to us, but to me especially, um, finding out the barrier before it became a barrier, like not giving it an opportunity to actually be a barrier for students was the biggest thing. Um, It became clear to me then in the learning process when I started to recognize things that I could adjust before they ever became something that needed to be adjusted. Um, We have so many different things in our classroom that work for students and for me as a teacher to make the day flow and become more manageable. We focus on the classroom environment. Um, the was the first thing that something that I was doing that I didn't even realize was realize that I was doing. Um, we have dim lights, flexible seating, there's a calm down corner. We have a secret mission within our classroom that's just for our students. Like it's those little incentives that are working for them. Um, our classroom instruction, we started giving more choice. I know Susan had spoke to that. But once we switched to student choice, we recognized that as a barrier. They were just, you know, shutting down when it was like, here's what we have to do. So we turned it into a, what do you want to do? And, you know, within the realm of a certain type of thing. And we did that with spelling activity choices is the big thing that they love it. Um, Different types of paper, whether they get a thick line paper or a thin lines paper, they get to choose that. And it's based on their thoughts and what they think. Um, reading response choices, whether that be a graphic organizer, if they have to write it, if they have to type it, um, and even to the point of like pencil sizes. Some students prefer the, the thicker um, beginner Ticonderogas versus, you know, a regular pencil or a golf pencil or a mechanical pencil. Um, and then classroom activities was the biggest point that we really adjusted for our classroom. And that was whole group, small group or individual support. Um, I've always been a small group team person, and I think that small group works better for students, but in a UDL lens, in a sense of UDL, small group did wonders for our kids this year, Um, and the grouping became flexible, so it wasn't stagnant. They weren't in the same group for the entire school year, haven't been in the same group, and those groups were changed based on what we saw as a need for the students in the classroom, Um, so It's exciting to see how that shift happened once we started to make all of those changes in the classroom. The kids became different students. Um, They work for different things and they want different things. And they're like, well, I want to do this activity today. And it's like, okay, great, go do it. But they're still getting and achieving and working towards the same objective and goal just in their own way. And I think with the groupings too, having two teachers in the classroom with the groupings being flexible, sometimes we're like, for us, you need to work with that student today. (laughs) And sometimes for the students, like they just, you know, like, okay, he's not getting the way I'm explaining this. I'm going to send him over to your group tomorrow. And maybe if you explain it, he'll understand it better. And something like that can really work for kids. Um, You know, we also have found, I'm thinking back to what Nicole was just saying about um, 
you know, being able to like take away barriers. We have a lot of kiddos that have accommodations and, um, you know, we don't limit those accommodations just to students who have IEPs. If it's something that's going to help one student, it's probably going to help everyone. So, um, you know, in the back of our classroom, we have bins that have, um, you know, tools and resources for kids to use and access whenever they need them. And so they know, like, if we say, go get the number words chart, it's, you know, in the math bin, they'll go back and grab whatever they need. Um, You know, so it's really been helpful for us. Like, We don't have to think about, like, these are the specific accommodations that this student needs. It's, what can we do to meet the needs of all students? And that, again, in itself just saves time because we're not having to plan out for six different specific students. We're saying, like, what do all the kids need and how does that help? That's awesome. And before, just before we jump into a, like a principal's viewpoint on this, I just go to the teachers real quick. Like, it was probably a lot of work, right? Like, let's be realistic. Like, making some of these shifts are a lot of work. But was that initial? Like a lot, was it initially a lot of work and it got easier or was it, is it continuously a lot of work? No, planning used to take us like an entire prep period. And I think we can meet with each other for about 10 minutes now when planning's done. Um, So it was definitely initial and it came down to what are we going to do and how are we going to do it? Not so much like, here's what we have to do. It's how can we adjust what we're already doing to make it more accommodating to all of the students in our classroom? So at this point in the school year, you know, student choices all the time, as long as we we might change what they can choose from, but it's already implemented. The kids already know what they're doing. They know the expectations. They know what we're looking for, what they should be looking for. And they even start to kind of like, tell each other like, hey, that's not what we're doing right now. Or remember, Ms. Koenig said we can work on these assignments, but not these. So they kind of, you know, have worked on it together. And it goes back to what Susan said. They've kind of been facilitators in the classroom as well. Um, They like when it's up on the board and it's like must do, may do, can do, catch up work type things. And so like, it's kind of just like, here's what we're doing for the next allotted amount of time. And, and here's where we're going from that. So I would definitely say it was initial. And since then, it's gotten so much easier. And for the kids too, like they've learned, you know, we, we set up these routines and procedures and we've taught them it, you know, it's a lot of that front loading, like this is how this works, but now that you know it, now you can choose from all of these different things because we've taught you all of these different things. like, so we did put, put the work in initially Mm -hmm. with them, but it really, I mean, it definitely pays off. That's awesome. They hear expert learners. Yes. Tanya, (laughs) now, now if you want to give us like that bird's eye view, like, you know, what's it look like as a leader? in the space? Sure. Yes. I could share, you know, initially when we first started our professional development on UDL, myself as an educator and other teachers were like, Jesse, can you just give me like a list of what I have to do? Tell me 10 strategies. What are the strategies? But after we learned and really understood it, um, we understand that it's not a checklist like we're typically used to with a lot of our professional learning as educators. It's more of a mindset shift. And I feel like after we understood that, we understood the real reason behind what UDL is and how we make sure that we're removing those barriers and making as expert learners for all of our students. It really was just a great way to, to really understand what we can do as teachers up front to um, make the learning process more engaging for our students. So I feel like it's like that aha moment. We're like, okay, I understand this now. It's getting 1% better every time I plan to think about how can I um, remove those barriers for all of our students. Well said. And then the last, we're going to end this uh, nice time together by just sort of reflecting and thinking about what are the goals for Inglewood? Like, where do you see Inglewood going with UDL in the future? 
Yeah. So as a general education teacher and a teacher who has been doing it and has enjoyed and has seen success in it, um, I hope that we can encourage other teachers to take a chance and to look at UDL not so much as a concept, but as just something that just happens on a daily basis. Um, as we mentioned before, many teachers use UDL without even realizing the fact that they're actually already using it. So making them more aware of it and opening their thoughts, um, I think will encourage them to think of universal design for learning while they're planning. Um, not only their classroom environments, I know we're coming to the end of a school year and a new school year starts, but we, we change them as the year goes on as well. So not only thinking about UDL in terms of their environment, but also in the way that they're planning and how they're preparing for a lesson or an assignment. Um, I'm excited about my own personal exploration with UDL. I feel like this is just the start and that, you know, each year has its opportunity to be better. We have a good basis of what we're doing now, and it's kind of just seeing where it can go next year. I'm excited for Inglewood to be more engaged in it, but personally, I'm really excited for my own classroom to kind of flourish through a UDL lens and how my students, you know, can learn and grow through this lens without not even realizing that, you know, we're, we're breaking barriers or not even giving them barriers that need to be broken. So that's from my personal <laughs> standpoint. <laughs> um, I would say I, I definitely would like to see continue, um, like a continuing mindset shift at Inglewood, um, especially in regards to developing students as expert learners, um, giving the students more choice and voice in their learning, really um, getting into maybe more feedback from students and and listening to what the students have to say about their experiences. Um, you know, I think like what Nicole said, it, you know, one little thing, it, just making those little changes, you know, we see such huge progress with kids and in, in how much they're engaged and how much they are um, able to learn and, and learn in a, a more effective way, I think. Um, so just, you know, little changes, I think would be something that I would love to see. We really do appreciate you all, um, taking some time today to chat with us about this journey that Inglewood's been on, um, and part of a larger picture, right? Uh, North Penn School District, just embracing UDL and, um, moving the work forward in other spaces. So we're excited to see where that goes as well. So thank you, um, for taking the time to engage in conversation and share your, uh, your thoughts and uh, experiences with us. Yep. And thank you, Aaron and Jesse, for committing to our districts in this way. I mean, I came here four years ago and even just watching what the two of you and, and the whole UDL team has been able to scale up over time. It's, it's awesome to hear and see it in action as, I mean, th these women are speaking about scaling up self-regulation and executive functioning and student agency. We could throw a million different words and, and hot topic issues from education into this conversation. This is just the means by which it's actually being enacted in the classroom, which is so awesome to hear and so great to, to see the work the two of you are doing. So thank you. And for anyone that is interested in, you know, participating in this work with our team, please reach out. Uh, we have a UDL section on our learned, uh, MCIU Learns land page, which is learn.mciu.org. And Jesse and Aaron are going to continue to be articulating these awesome stories from the field and, and telling the story of the journey that is UDL, which is a lot of what these women were speaking about today. So thank you, everybody, for hopping on today. And uh, we look forward to more great things from Inglewood moving forward. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.